0: Everyone, this is Kathy with God in the Grief podcast, and I'm really glad you're here. My goal with this podcast is to point anyone grieving a loss of any kind to an almighty God that is more than able to help struggling souls navigate in grief with a brighter outlook and a helpful perspective. This podcast was born out of the catastrophe of my two sons drowning, and I journaled in my grief and looking back had a testimony of God's faithfulness, love, and strength to me throughout that whole time. That is what God and the Grief is my testimony of what God has taught me. We all, as humans, go through loss and suffering, so this podcast is for everyone. This is episode number 71, titled If It's From God. Grief comes to everyone, but grieving is different for each person. How we look at it will depend on your very own perspective. This is a faith-based, biblical-based podcast to give you hope. All right, so let's get on with our thought for today. I'm going to start out with a scripture from 1 Corinthians 14.33. says, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. I absolutely love this verse. It's a really good reminder that when I am really confused in my head that all I need to do is to touch bases with God so that he can balance me out and I can have peace. So peace is what everybody's desiring anyways, right? And peace feels like it's really difficult to come by when you're grieving because you are kind of in a turmoil at that point in time. One thing good about grief is it doesn't have to stay there in its darkest form. You learn to navigate in it, and if you don't, I mean, there is there is two different types of responses to grief that I've discovered just from uh, listening to people, watching people. I'm really fascinated by grief since I've dealt with it myself, and there's a two things that I've noticed. And that is, there's the person that goes through a grievous situation, and they navigate through it, and they find a new normal, and they learn to be productive in life again. It's always a bittersweet thought for them, but they learn to move on. And then there's the person that really, really struggles. They might have a more complicated grief, and they can't find a new normal. They can't rewire their mind to not be attached to that someone that they loved so much. And it's a spiral down and they can't seem to get to being productive again. And so we want to be able to have the correct perspectives so that we can enjoy life again. So the title, if it's from God, comes from a quote that I found on Instagram from this site called trust god bro and i wrote this down because i thought it had a lot of good thoughts in it and i don't think it was necessarily pertaining to grief but as i read through it i realized that it is very applicable to grief so i want to read it to you first and then we're going to go through it a little bit it says if it's from god it won't steal your joy If it's from God, it won't take life from you. If it's from God, it won't damage your confidence. If it's from God, it won't rush you into decisions. If it's from God, it won't make you chase it. If it's from God, it won't ask you to compromise. If it's from God, it won't be impatient. If it's from God, it won't question your value. So going back to the first sentence, if it's from God, it won't steal your joy. As I was thinking about this with grief, I remember thinking after the boys died, how in the world am I ever going to be happy again? Like, it just seemed like sadness would prevail for the rest of my life because it's just hard to imagine it being anything else. But the thing is, is if God is at the center of your life and He is your joy, when something is taken from your life and God's still your joy, then the joy still remains because God is still there. So even though something might be missing from our life or taken from our life, our joy should still remain if it's our joy and our trust and our love is in God. So that helped me a lot with realizing, okay, it'll come back because I trust in God. And it it did. I remember reading that scripture where It says in Isaiah that sorrow and sighing will flee away and thinking, I'm not sure that's possible. Like I found myself doing these deep expressions of just releasing my breath, a big sigh, just just thinking about the boys, just missing them or whatever. And these big, deep sighs and thinking, When I read that scripture, I don't I don't even have any control over those big deep sighs. They just come out. Like, how is it possible for that to not even happen again? And I remember the day when laughter came back into our home and the pain wasn't as strong and deep, and I wasn't doing those deep sighs every time I turned around. I thought, oh, that scripture is really, really true. That there is a time for sorrow, but then there's a time for rejoicing, and there's a time in life for every everything. And we're human. God understands that. And what we need to remember is when we're in the deep of it, this will not last. It's going to improve. It's going to get better. The only reason why I can see maybe you get stuck in a a place where you just cannot grasp a hold of joy again or anything is that you've allowed the grief to complicate your life so greatly that you've turned to negative alternatives to try to cope. Um, And those negative alternatives are not doing you any good. So we want to have a good perspective. We want to have our our faith set in something that's going to give us hope and bring us joy. So the second line says, if it's from God, it won't take your, it will not take life from you. So it feels like uh, our life has been sucked out of us when we have a great loss of some sort. And I kind of felt that way, too, because my whole life was wrapped around my boys. I was homeschooling them. I was with them 24-7. They were just, that was my life. And so when that was suddenly gone, I felt like I was grasping at what in the world was life anymore. It took me a long time to find a new normal, to realize that, okay, I'm still here. God gave me my life and I'm still here. So there's a purpose for me being here and I need to take the life that I have while I remain here and make it useful because being productive and being useful, helping out others, all those things bring meaning to life, bring joy to life, bring us back into a good perspective and it'll help you heal so much faster. Third line, if it's from God, it won't damage your confidence. You know, I've heard so many people say that when they go through grief or when they have lost a loved one, that they get mad at God. They blame him. They get mad. They lose all confidence in God. Yeah, I can trust in God when things are good, but when things are bad, then they lose confidence in who God is and what God is. And they get really confused with that and they lose all confidence. And to me, that's really super sad because that's when your confidence needs to be built up the strongest. If you know who God is before grief, and you have confidence in him before that ever happens, then you're going to go through the grief with confidence in him. And it's going to help you so, so much. It never occurred to me to be mad at God or to blame him for what happened. I just had confidence in him that he was going to help me and that he had some kind of a purpose in it all. And although I may not know it now, I hope someday to know it. I had some thoughts thinking about uh, knowing God before grief ever comes and then having him through the grief. You know, I think in our society now, we don't like to think about death, but those that do think about it and realize that it's a part of life, I think they have an easier time going through grief than those that refuse to think that death is any has anything to do with them and that. It's just an awful thing, and maybe, you know, they don't have the right perspective on it. And we're not made to think about death like we should. Like in the old days, you would walk through the graveyards into church, it was right there. There were, there is like people's names that are no longer living on gravestones as you walked by. And so it made you think about death. Now, it's completely different. Like people don't even want to necessarily have funerals. They want to do celebrations of life, which that's fine. I, I totally think that that's healthy, but the death part of it, they want to leave off because they, it hurts. (laughs) I guess that's why, but I think that actually people went through the grieving process when they've already thought about death ahead of time when it was something that they were more familiar with. Okay, the next line says, if it's from God, it won't rush you into decisions. This is definitely something I learned about in grief is that when you're grieving is a really, really poor time to make any decisions. I know so many people... That have lost a loved one and they made very hasty decisions, like, let's just sell this house, let's just get rid of all this stuff, let's do this, and they really regretted it later. So, grieving, the, the depth of grieving is not the time to make a decision. And there's no need to, most of the time, there's no need to rush into it. Give yourself time and to stabilize a little bit before you make any major decisions. I found it really hard to make like the simplest of decisions, like what we're having for dinner. I couldn't even think about what to eat, let alone a life decision. There is definitely one thing that I learned about grieving and is that is it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of patience to acquire the right perspective. It takes a lot of patience to wake up every morning and go through each day and go to sleep every night with this heavy heavy heart. It just takes a lot of patience to just keep trusting, keep holding on, and the good thing is it does get better. It really does. I I just hurt for people that I know are in the depths of grief that can't see the end of that. They can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, and um, it does come. And that is one of the things I remember standing in line at our funeral, at the boys' funeral. I was standing in line, and these people were coming up, you know, to give their condolences. And one person came up to me who had lost a son also, same age, in fact. And they said to us, I know this is hard for you to imagine right now, but it will get better. And I never forgot that. I kept thinking about that over and over again, because I'm like, this is an experienced person who's saying this. And it really, really did help me because it is true. If we could just hear the words, it will get better. It gives you a little bit of hope. The next line, if it's from God, it won't make you chase it. So in this instance with grieving, I'm going to say that it in the chase it is peace. We all want it to end in a peaceful way where we are contented and happy and peaceful about the whole situation. But I think some people try so hard to get the certain feeling that they're looking after that they will try to manipulate things like give me some drugs, maybe alcohol, maybe this, maybe that. They will try anything to try to chase this thought in their head of what peace must feel like when it just takes a lot of patience is what it takes. You don't have to chase it around. Peace will come if you just trust, simply trust in God use his word. I have so many other episodes that tell how I came to be at peace with my own self. It came with forgiving myself. It came with trusting in God's timing that it is best. Like our timing says, no child should die before me, right? Like we all, we all assume that our children are going to bury us and we never dream that our that we will bury our children. But we have to trust God in the timing. We have to be at peace by just being thankful, by having the right perspective. We can listen to encouraging songs. We can read the word. We can get out of our house and help other people because we heal a lot by giving to others. We have a prayer weapon at our disposal. We have the hope of heaven. There are certain things that you can do that might bring you peace and just a little bit of joy, like preserving some of their memories. So we don't have to try to force peace. It, it will come. It just takes patience. Okay, the next line is, if it's from God, it won't ask you to compromise. When I think of this line, I think of the thought that you don't want to give up on what you do know for the things that you can't understand. And there's so many things that we already do know about God, and we don't want to give up on those things, because we can't understand the circumstance that we're in. Okay, next line, if it's from God, it won't be impatient. So I think I've already mentioned quite a few times already, that the whole process takes patience. If we're trying to think in our minds, I'm going to be over this grief in several weeks or maybe several months or next year, I'll be all better. It's just not a time limit. You just have to have patience with it because for one thing, it is not a straight linear upward climb. And then you get to some point on the graph and you're like done with grief. It's just not that simple. It's very up and down you do loops backwards, you go up and down and all around. And that's why it takes so much patience because one day you might be doing great. And the next day you might be in a puddle of tears and it just, it comes along with you in your life. You do want to make sure that somehow through the loopy loops and ups and downs that you are progressing forward. Uh, we don't want to get stuck staying in one spot where we're not moving at all. So pushing yourself to at least move forward, get out of bed. And and even though you don't feel like it's going to be a good day, you just, you do something, you do something for somebody else. You do something, self-care or something, because you do want to keep going forward. And it just does. It takes a lot of patience. And this last line says, if it's from God, it won't question your value. So we should never place our value for our own life in the fact that something we loved has left us. I know that that's really hard to do when we have a huge attachment to people and we want to say, well, now my life is useless because this is what it used to be, but that's taken from me. And so you seem to want to place your value on the fact that thing that you had is no longer no, no longer here. That's a normal human thinking process, I, I feel like, but you want to make sure that your value is in your own life that God gave you And the extra that is now no longer there was a blessing that you had for a short time. And now he has something different for you and not to place your current value on the fact that you have lost something. So how we think about our grief and how we go about grieving the grief will determine whether we end up with peace or not and i'm going to read first corinthians 14:33 again god is not the author of confusion but of peace so if we are really searching and seeking for that peace in our life then we need to look to god because he's the author of it like if you really wanted to understand what somebody wrote and they wrote it they're the author of that writing you could ask them you can go and say hey what did you really mean by this well, we can do the same thing with God. He is the author of peace. And if we want, really want to crave peace and we want to understand peace for our own lives, we need to go to the author of peace. We need to go to God. We need to seek him. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. And if you really enjoyed this podcast, you can connect with me and let me know. You can get a hold of me, Kathy, at godinthegreave at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And if you want to hear future episodes, please hit the subscribe button. All right, until next time. Bye-bye.